Hey, may I please speak with Jim? This is. What's going on, bud? How are you, man? You ever answer the phone any uh, any certain way when you were a kid? You ever just do Flanagan resonance or? Yeah, we'd mess around a lot as a kid. <laughs> what was certain the... friends of mine, I never really did that, but certain friends of mine would, would answer the phone that way. McGann resonance, Patrick speaking. Would you ever do any of like the uh, county morgue? Stab <laughs> them, we slab them. Stuff like that. Oh yeah. God, when you're a child, the things that you think are funny. Oh my gosh, dude, this just made me think of this story. This is so t- terrible. I was a teacher and we used to call each other all the time and just, you know, if someone's little brother or sister answered, you'd always make up a name, you know, like this is, and just say a teacher's name or, you know, one time this teacher was really calling him to, to see if he could do a reading at mass. And he thought it was us. Oh no. So he, he picked up the phone like, hey, fatty. Oh God. <laughs> it, was, it was not one of us. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> how, did that, how did that play out? Did he end up doing the reading at mass? Oh yeah, I think it was just ignored, like plowed over a misunderstanding. Maybe thought she was, he was talking to someone in his house. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's exactly what she thought. That's <laughs> maybe the that story. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot, dude. How, uh, how was your week? Great. Had my buddies over the other night. How was the party? I didn't hear anything back from you that night. The next morning around 10 a.m., I got a thumbs up on one text. And that was just, that oh, was yeah. just like, that means he had a good evening. It was a total play date. Sarah was making fun of me out there with all my buds. Um, it was cool. Good to catch up. My one friend was in my yard until three in the morning. <laughs> and uh, it's like, who cares? Were you still there? Oh, yeah. No, he was just hanging in my yard. <laughs> you just you didn't say I was with him. Yeah, I just looked why. out there. And he was on the swing playing himself in bags. <laughs> Did the heavy apps go over well? Was it a oh, yeah. meal? Ton of apps. Did they bring stuff? Guys, like, I mean, married guys, I think are so much better at it. I never, I don't think about these things ahead of time. It's hard to think of that. You know, I'm, I'm like that too. I was out there like filling the cooler up and I know my one buddy loves Bud Light and I didn't have any Bud Light. And then I'm like, I got that Bud Light from, from my guy, mm-hmm. Tony. That's what he likes. So then I head out, you know, you want to like, I wish I had had that down beforehand. Right? I didn't think of it until the last second. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Sarah's like, I was, you know, staging the stuff. Like I'll put this in, in the oven after they're here for an hour. And yeah, she really went all out to, to make it a night. So I would never be able to put that type of foresight into it. Yeah. What's your, what's your go-to? What do you show up with? Just grab a bottle. Just grab, you bring booze. Right? I'll bring a, I always bring a bottle for sure. I bring a bottle. Yeah, you brought but, stuff when we went out. Yeah. I'll bring bottle. I'll bring cigars. I'll bring something. Um, you did something though. Uh, you pulled a move that I was like, this guy's a pro. You brought a bottle for us to drink that night and then a bottle for the host and hostess later. And I was like, that's a move. I don't know where I picked that up from. This guy's a veteran. He's done this before. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I bring, uh, I bring wine to Thanksgiving and Christmas. I always like to bring a nice bottle or two. And I have a couple of cousins who have kind of jumped in on the tradition. That's a great move. I don't really know anything about it. That's the best part. It's completely faked. I just walk up to a guy at Binney's and like, give me something that's good in this price category. And Those people, people are knowledgeable though. That, they're great. He tells me about it for like 30 seconds. And then I talk about it for 10 minutes with my family. Like I've studied the region. Sometimes like if I'm not in the mood, I'm always like, just, I'm good. Leave me alone. 
But then when you do, you have time and you engage them. Like, wow, I don't always get their help. They know so much more than me. This week's flying by. Week's been flying by for me too. I uh, got out, I rode the bike once. My new padded shorts just came in. Looking forward to giving those a go. Did they really? Yeah. Took a try look them on? I did. I might be wearing you them right now. <laughs> you might be wearing them right now. I mean, you try them on and then suddenly you got to start a podcast, you know? You I might start wearing what? padded clothes even when <laughs> you're not on the bike. They are comfortable. Wow. It's like walking around in a chair. It's unbelievable. It really is. Why don't we all have padded clothes all the I time? I don't know. I feel taller. My posture seems better. This Remember is... when women would wear the padded shoulders, the shoulder pads? Yeah. Not just women, right? The dudes had a big run in the 80s. Miami Vice. Were they taught... really? Miami Vice taught us that was okay. Yeah. Oh, the guys had them too? Am I wrong about I this? Did they that. not have shoulder pads in the, uh, in the dudes' blazers? No, they might have. Yeah, the way they were cut. Was the talking heads like that? That suit in the uh, in that one video. He's got the oversized suit. Now Dude, you got me. Uh, the, the '80s gear, though the women shoulder pads. Those were what was that all about? That was next level. Guys were like, oh, you know what? I would love if you were just broader. If you had, <laughs> you know, Frankenstein. You ever see Frankenstein? How he walks around? I would love that. And a sport coat. I want you to dress like a linebacker at a nice dinner. <laughs> That's what I want. I want you in a sport coat with big shoulders. You got to shorten up this long, beautiful neck of yours. Throw, throw some shoulder pads on. I got to say, I'm, I'm checking to make sure this is accurate because my mom used to sew us clothes when I was a kid. And if men didn't wear shoulder pads in the 80s <laughs> and she was just lying to us, I'm going to be pissed. No, all the guys have them. You wore shoulder pads in the 80s is what you're telling us, huh? Uh, yeah, Even in like t-shirts or just in the blazers? Just in t-shirts. No, only blazers. But it was, uh, yeah, Kirk Cameron had them. Kirk Cameron's got some solid shoulder pads in this pick right here. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, when they were ditching the socks. I could have no socks on to this day. And my dad would be like, hey, look at Don Johnson. Still, <laughs> he still goes with Don Johnson. <laughs> Can we update our references? Hey, look at, hey, Crockett. Where's Tubbs? <laughs> Look at this right here. I'm going to show you something real quick that uh, our listening audience can't oh, see, but that is your homie, Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Reviving the 80s shoulder pad look. If anyone knows Styles. Oh, boy. It's Harry. I'm sorry. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. Right. Bring it back. I'm not going shoulder pads if they come back. You're not going to do it? I never really stepped out of... You know, too much. I never wore Cavaricis. I never wore like the parachute pants. Like, I think I tried, and my mom was like, "You look ridiculous. You're not not buying these." Like, I but I've never had like the uh, extreme of the style stuff. You just kind of stayed down the straight and narrow. The stuff that always works and won't look ridiculous in photos down the line. You know me, American cheese. Just a slice of American cheese. I'm good. Plain burger, grilled onions. I fell for all of them. Oh, yeah. I had, I wore overalls to school oh, in the Love 90s it. with How like one that? side down because you, were, you weren't cool if you had both overalls strapped. I'm picturing you in them now with the beard. You know? I'm picturing like <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim. Going what was that tag back. team? Uh, the Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers. <laughs> I love the Bushwhackers. Hey, 
That was Hacksaw, right? Or was that the Bushwhackers? Uh, Hacksaw was Hayo. Uh, Bushwhackers were pretty similar noises, but they licked each other's faces. Hacksaw Jim Duggan would just walk down the aisle with a huge two by four. Just that put was it, just lean it in the corner. He's I mean, not going to use that, is he? Hacksaw, come on. He loved America and lumber. He was. <laughs> he'd have an American flag and a two by four by his side most of the time throughout his career. Did you have the IOU? I was all about the IOUs. Yeah, man. There is Bomb an, equipment. I think I've seen pictures of you in the IOU. Yeah, there is an infamous internet picture of me with crooked glasses and my gold that's chain a, over my IOU. That's an awesome pic. We got to post that. We are not posting that. Do you have the, did you have the bum equipment? Boss? I guess is it, that was Hugo Boston. Like in Rocky Four, they're all wearing boss stuff. Yeah, that was real. I mean, that was they're more legit. actual fashionable. One of my buddies in high school used to wear a boss ripoff called Boff, B-O-F-F. Oh, man. And I got mean, it in Chinatown or something. He had so much Boff gear. <laughs> like, he, he bought the store out. You like, go Boff? It's exactly what we used to call it. There was no first name to it. It was just Boff. But we're like, Hugo Boff you're wearing? It's different. <laughs> I bought some knockoff uh, cologne in New York City, in Chinatown at some point. I was like wearing Aqua Digio or something during those days. And I'm like, look at this, 20 bucks? This is definitely it. Dude, smell like ass. You can't return that stuff. You can go back there. It's like big. The carnival's (laughs) gone. (laughs) <laughs> can't find zoltar it's like we're we're the booth's not even there anymore <laughs> can't return it plus by the time you realize it you're probably back in back home you ever wear cologne in 2020 dude i've not worn cologne in a long time sarah got me some for um christmas or something anniversary i got some up there me either i had an i don't wear it as much do they I don't know. I think some people still do. I think that uh, no one wears as much as teenage boys think that it makes oh, them yeah. a man to wear it. Axe body spray. That's what they do now, right? I used I to crush know. it with Woods. I go into Abercrombie. Abercrombie Woods was a... Some Woods. Pick up some plaid shirts. Were you an Abercrombie guy? I wore some Abercrombie shirts, yeah. I had one, this tablecloth shirt that, oh man, it was my go-to. It was red, so it really brought out my acne. There you it was go. A great balance. <laughs> I used to wear the hell out of it. My buddy had a, a bunch of Abercrombie stuff in college, and I was I would always be like, "Man, let me if I could wear that tonight, I'll probably have a great night." Abercrombie never really had a relaxed fit. Any store that has a shirtless dude standing out in front of it, I'm like, that's not mine. I'm not gonna see. They kind of evolved. I was kind of with them when they were still like had clothing. And you go in there, it wasn't like super loud and it wasn't like Hollister. They did actually have a big shirt. It was called the big shirt. You remember when they had, they, that was when people were wearing the flannel and. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't, I never, I just never shopped there. And that was, uh, I had woods for a little bit though. A girl yeah. that I liked, like I remember her in the hallway saying that she liked Abercrombie Woods. And I was like, that's what I'm missing. <laughs> So like my aunt took me to Abercrombie and Oakbrook. I had never been to one before. I was like, this is amazing. That'd be great if somebody 
heard that and then went and got like woods deep off spray <laughs> and just <laughs> snuggled up. You smell like bug spray. It's kind of a weird odor. I feel like that's what most colognes want to go for, right? Yeah, aqua di geo. That was, I was water of geo. Mm-hmm. George water. <laughs> George water. What were the other ones? Dracar. Dracar Noir. Do you ever, uh, what was the, it was like the blue bottle that was just like the torso with the junk. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, God. I don't know. Jean-Paul Gaultier. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's just I think like, so. uh, just like a like, torso with a sprayer on the neck. And then guys, guys, dads had like Old Spice and uh, Brute. Brute. I think Dracar Noir, I thought that was more like the dad generation. Oh, was it? That's what I thought, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I guess that's just a phase, huh? It's just, but dads were wearing it. Yeah, I guess so. I wonder why I faded out because the deodorants just got so good. I don't wear um, cologne, but aftershave when I when I shave, I put a, a like a lotion on. That keeps me covered pretty good. There you go. Are you still a normal deodorant dude, or have you gone to? Have you become one of these natural deodorant or anything? I use the Old Spice deodorant. We use Tom's or something. Is no, that the I use, natural I use stuff? the normal Old Spice. But yeah, no, you're seeing a lot more of that. You're seeing it's just popping up everywhere, and it doesn't seem like it works. I don't really understand that. <laughs> Dude, I tried a note because I was having that sweat issue, especially on stage. I sweat. I'll pit out. That's why I like to wear those zip ups. I'll throw a shirt underneath it. It's like. Swap it out if needed. Simple. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. I get some shoulder pads for those zip ups. I bought that uh, dry roll stuff, like the antiperspirant, like burnt the hell out of my armpits. Really? Oh, yeah. Painful. I, I guess I don't really know the differences. I'm with you. I'm just a standard Old Spice dude. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll go with the crazy smell. Whatever that antiperspirant stuff is, it's like seals it off. It's like there's chemicals and that shit. That And then you hear like the, you know, stuff I use and you use has aluminum in it. And I'm like, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean. Is there aluminum in the stuff I'm using? I, didn't, I, I thought know. there was aluminum in the stuff that I burnt my arms with. I guess I, guess like, I should read that stuff. It's, it's like, yeah, but it works. People yeah. with natural deodorant. <laughs> it's like, oh, you just want to smell like you were outside all day. Okay, great. You want to smell like <laughs> woods, the woods, like you were in them for 15 hours. I love a guy that's known for it, though, and just consistently just, you know what they're going to smell like when they come by. They're like marinating. Like I had this dude at our sales uh, when I was in the sales, and this guy, you could smell him from five feet away. You knew if he had walked past. Was it like a good smell? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't find it too offensive, but it's, it's strong. Then, you, then it becomes like the signature thing, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, Brian was here. Okay. I mean, if you smell great, I bet you're missed more when you're gone. Oh, I mean, much more than if you smell bad, for sure. <laughs> but probably even really more than notice it. Yeah. All right. Should we get into some trivia? <laughs> it's Friday. We've discussed men's smells long enough. It's time to get to the trivia portion of the show. Yeah, what the hell are we talking about on here? It's been a weird, I mean, this week is not super exciting either, if I'm being honest. We're still on this. Well, we got to get this in because we got our, uh, we're doing a show today. We do. We have a Zoom show coming up in about half an hour. You looking forward to that? Yeah. Why not? Same chair and talk to multiple people instead of just one. I'm feeling pretty rusty. Let's do it. Get some WD-40 out. (laughs) 
Get it done. I also want to know where you go to when you're running trivia because uh, famousbirthdays.com, not quite cutting it. No. I, for their birthday section, there's so many, and maybe it's just my fault for getting old, but two-thirds of the people they think are famous I've never heard of. Um, I don't go to a website. I go to the library, and I just I pour over books, and I prepare because I kind of try and take the podcast as seriously as possible. Oh, that seems... <laughs> seems like I thought about telling of- you where I go, but then I don't want it to be um, on the site. I like that you do your own research All in right, your own fair. way. I mean, this one just has too many, like, like 10 of the first 15 people are YouTube stars, you know? By the way, but happy 90th to Gangsta Grandma. She's one of them. Uh, Gangsta Grandma's a TikTok star. Really? No idea who Good any of for you, Gangsta are. Grandma. But there are a lot of real famous old people with birthdays on July 17th. July 18th is a different ball game. Uh, July 17th, there's a very famous actor turning 67. He's been in shows... Uh, the star of shows for, gosh, decades, different types of shows. Um, Germans love them is probably the... David Hasselhoff. You got it. Absolutely. Nice. 67 years old. How is he only 67 years old? He's, um, he, he doesn't really age either, that dude. You want to I remember he, him singing on the Berlin Wall when, they were coming, when it was coming down. <laughs> Night Rider? The fact that here he was Knight Rider, but there he was like the biggest pop star in the world at the same time is incredible. And that's not even close to it. Oh, man. So he did that and then Baywatch are like his two biggest things, right? Yeah. And then wasn't he a judge on uh, America's Got Talent? Wasn't he one of the original judges there? Oh, was he? On one of those shows, for sure. I don't remember which one, but he was on one of those for certain. Does that um, show hold up, you think? Baywatch? Knight Rider. Oh, okay. I don't think I caught enough of it. I was on the tail end of Knight Rider. I remember the guy uh, who voiced him, who voiced uh, Kit, was on St. Elsewhere. And my parents would watch St. Elsewhere, but I wasn't really allowed to watch it. Okay. But then I, somebody told me that that was the guy, and I was, it like blew my mind. And then you'd see him, you know, I'd try and like peek a a scene of St. Elsewhere. So I could see, hear that guy talk see and then, the and then picture him as a car. <laughs> that was me with uh, James Earl Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is... When you, heard, when you heard it was Darth. Baffling. Oh, yeah. They didn't think Darth Vader could be black. <laughs> he is it, black. I know. That's the thing. <laughs> it's a young child that shocked me. I, don't under, I mean, I don't understand what child Jimmy Flanagan was thinking. Um, yeah, Knight Rider... Baywatch. Knight Rider had a five-year run. Baywatch, 89 to 2001. Think about that. 12 run. seasons. Somewhere in there. 13 seasons with your shirt off? You got to stay in shape for 13 seasons? Yeah, I don't know how many he was on. I, I don't know if he left somewhere through. I don't know if they replaced him with a different David Can't replace <laughs> With the talking car? <laughs> talking car lifeguard? That's the guy from Why didn't anyone ever pitch that? what is it about a talking car that i you, you just love as a kid remember herbie and then look who's talking remember the, everything was talking they're like what mm-hmm. if we made a baby talk look who's oh. talking that technology came out i was like what they're all mr ed ripoffs <laughs> yeah instead of a horse exactly. it's making a car i remember when uh 
Travolta was like, oh, Travolta's back because he did like Pulp Fiction. Like it was just he, this guy. I was like, what do you mean back? He said, look who's talking. Pretty go. You see that? This comeback started a couple of years ago. <laughs> and what did he call Adele? Adina, Adina Menzel. <laughs> that was his real comeback to me. He called her the um, the unmistakable, the delightful, the one and only Giselle Mazine. <laughs> <laughs> the wickedly. <laughs> he says wickedly. That's, That's when he, you know he's asked when he gets to that word. <laughs> that poor bastard, his wife just died. Yeah. Did we talk about that? She's so we young. Not talk about that. Very young. Brutal. Ellie Preston. Twins. A lot of the game. Was she a Scientologist as well? She had to have been if he was, because he's like, he runs it. He runs that Scientology Air Force. She was the star of the Maroon 5 She Will Be Loved video. She had an on-screen, Kelly Preston had an on-screen makeout with an Adam Levine. Um, this guy, this guy, his kid is way more famous than him, but he's an actor in one of my favorite movies, only because a Beastie Boy was in it. Uh, he did a movie called uh, Lost Angels. This his actor's, kid is more famous than his him? His kid is more famous than he is. His kid was in uh, 24. Oh, or Sutherland. For sure. He's been in a ton of stuff. 84 years old today. He's got a real gross scene, and uh, it's the worst... Worst outfit you could ever have on in life as a man. He's he's shirt only. He's like Winnie the Pooh in oh, uh, in Animal House. <laughs> because the girl's sleeping with him. He's like a professor there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's disgusting. He like reaches for something up in a cabinet and he's just got a shirt on. You ever get dressed in that order and you find yourself in just a shirt? <laughs> like, oh, no one ever sees me like this. <laughs> when you said it was the worst outfit ever i was terrified you were gonna say overalls <laughs> he had a boff shirt on <laughs> good career huh he had a great career but kiefer's got to be more famous by this point right at least to the younger generations definitely this uh she was just listed as a duchess on here which i i guess she officially is uh turned 72 years old um she was the other woman of the royal family for Camilla? a long time. Camilla Parker Bowles, 72 years old. CPB? CPB. Good for her. And this country music singer with two first names turns 43. Good one price. of those. You got it. That they didn't have to clue. give you the clue. Didn't even have to give you the, the rest of it, though. That would have nailed it. So July 17th birthdays were pretty boring. I don't know much about Luke Bryan. I just know that he exists. I think he came to, um, I met him at one of Sebastian's shows in uh, Atlantic City. It was either him or there's another guy that sounds just like him, right? Luke Keith? (laughs) Keith Luxley? No, another, I don't know. I don't don't know if it was like a Dirk Bentley or no, it wasn't Dirk Bentley. I wouldn't remember that. Keith Urban? I'm going to find out. I'm going to text the tour. Brian Duke, Tour manager. Who, who was that? I'm just gonna start putting two that country country boy, white dude names together until we come up with what a does he sing? Alternative. I have no idea. What a Luke Bryan sings? Lamp on the desk. I wouldn't doubt it. Just looking around my room, making up country <laughs> songs. He sings "Map on the Wall." <laughs> Drapes wide open. <laughs> Uh, on this day in 1917, there was a big change in the royal family. I only put this in here 
because your TV show might have taught you about it. Oh, did someone abdicate? Actually, they did not, but that might be the one thing that's now been referenced more than Rob Schneider on our show. Well done with (laughs) at least the fourth abdicate. Um, The royal family name change occurred in 1917. Did they go through that at all? No, maybe... um... Did I jump in late on that? No, I, I don't think they covered that. Uh, King George decided to drop his birth name of the jungle. No, uh, it was a, he's German, and his last name was Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha. Oh, yeah, so they changed it to Windsor? His last name was a sentence. Gotha, like G-O-E-T-H-A? G-O-T-H-A. So that's when World War I was going on. With the, they were fighting the Germans, so they had to not look German anymore. Now that you are so hip to royal culture, <laughs> did it like impact your understanding of Harry and Meghan leaving? Is that who left? Are they Harry and Meghan? Yeah, they're, they're the ones that left. What do you no, think? Because I don't even know that much about it. I just, um, it's a suffocating lifestyle. Yeah. You can't be yourself. I'm not a fan. I mean, my great grandmother was from Belfast, from Northern Ireland. So, you know, the Catholics in the north of Ireland are not fans of the, I think they're fascinated by the crown and, and the story and, and the royals. But they don't like them? They want their independence. Okay. They want to be part of Ireland. And it's palpable up there. I mean, I mean, when I was growing up, Belfast was getting bombed. Car bombs, you know, they're, the IRA is fighting. I mean, it was constant. The Troubles. And they have a big wall it, right? there around the town. That's what they call it, the Troubles, yeah. They got a big wall there around the town in Belfast that divided the, uh, you can go on these like black cab tours there. And it's, uh, it's still, you know, contentious. But they live in peace. They live with each other and they work with each other. But what, we went to the Bushmills Distillery and they call that Protestant whiskey because it's, it's made in the north. Really? Uh, yeah. So we walked into Bushmills and we all roll in and my cousin's like, ah, do you see them staring at us? That we were like getting looks. Like, for, like, for what? Like, because we're Catholic. And I'm like, how can they even tell? They, just, they know that already? They know it by looking at you. I was like, how do they even tell? And they're like, they say, and this is so funny to me. Like they say we have big heads and we do. (laughs) We do. Irish Catholics have huge heads. They're all over the South side. You ever see you ever for sure. Dude, I've been on flights and I'll like play a game in my head. I'll just scan the, the crowd and be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a Catholic (laughs) Catholic Catholic (laughs) spotting them out. What do you do when you can't see it? Are you like, all right, that is either a Protestant or an empty seat? Yeah. <laughs> and there's nobody there. Can't Catholic tell. child. <laughs> yeah, we got the large heads. Once it's pointed out to you, though, it's like, jeez, yeah, how was that? How did I not see that? I think it's, I've known some Staring big... in my huge face. <laughs> it's right in front of my big fat face. In front of my equally large grill. I think that uh, the big-headed Catholic I can see. I didn't know 
about the tiny headed Protestants. I think that's the other side of this. <laughs> There's a guy on my street that they call him. Uh, my neighbor's got a great nickname for him. He calls him Ocho because he says that's his, uh, his fitted hat size. <laughs> and he's, he's like, oh, yeah, that guy is definitely in fitted hat. He's in the eights for sure. <laughs> they call him Ocho. He's super Catholic, huh? He is. 6.875, that's your Protestant. <laughs> right? The sub-sevens. They're the one with the elastic thing in the... <laughs> Did you ever get any of those? There was a phase where you, you almost had to have a fitted hat. Maybe like mm -hmm. in high school, it was like, oh man, it's got to be fitted. Those had to be fitted for a different reason, though. That was because they were backwards. And you want to wear the backwards with the logo and... Yeah, but I remember talking to you when I was in Myrtle Beach and uh, the White Sox had like a great new spring training logo and I got a hat with it and I loved the hat, but it was an elastic band that was a little bit too small. Oh, yeah. So it was like my favorite hat, but it was also trying to kill me. It was like just, just minor trauma every time I wore the hat. Dude, that same thing happened to me with one of those spring training hats. Really? Yes. Or it was like giving me a headache. Maybe they expect and, you to sweat some of that head size out in Arizona. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Shrink it down. Put that dome in the dryer. You can have your uh, antenna up for that now. You can just enjoy it in your head. <laughs> in your big old head. <laughs> your giant Catholic head. But sometimes I'll see somebody like, wow, that is a great one right there. There's the stereotype. There's the reason for the stereotype. This guy. Every time going to church, every parish show is going to be a little bit different now. Oh, yeah. He's the most Catholic one in that family. <laughs> How can you tell? He's wearing it. <laughs> Walking Pez dispensers. <laughs> oh, that's great. We have gotten zero into trivia, and we've actually, I don't even know if people know that we've been interrupted. We did a little yeah. trivia, didn't we? We did, but we haven't gotten far for where we're at. We've oh, okay. really milked this Catholic head size thing. We, um, we actually uh, got cut off, um, and uh, we had a show to do, so we we're coming back post-show to... Uh, yeah, this is nice, a little post-show hang. It's a different feel. Different vibe. We're in a different headspace. I'm having a drink here, Jim. Yeah? Glass of, glass of wine. I, I keep meaning to check this guy out that my... Uh, brother-in-law and my sister were telling me about Beth and Keith. They're telling me about this guy. He does a, uh, like a cooking thing, puts it on YouTube. He started his own channel. Okay. But his catchphrase is he's always drinking wine. His catchphrase is vino up like for, for a cheers. Vino up, Jimmy. Vino up. What's his, uh, what's his game? What's his thing when he cooks? I'm not sure. I haven't dove in on him. I got to check him out. I think Italian. Is my guess. We just know he drinks. That's all it really. I know it's like he's out of uh, Elmwood Park, I believe. And he says, if you know, up. So probably fajitas, a lot of fajitas and <laughs> gyro. We should do one of those, but we never actually cook anything. We just keep cheersing until the audience gets drunk. Yeah. I always want to make a, a parent's cooking show the real recipe. You know, where it's like cut an onion go grab your daughter. She's outside. She, you know, you just got the constant <laughs> interruptions, you know? Absolutely. And soften <laughs> two sticks of butter. Go upstairs, wipe your son's ass. <laughs> Come back downstairs, wash your hands, saute the onion. I haven't worked out the bit. That's okay. It's, uh, 
you can see there's something there, right? <laughs> or have there... I completely lost it? Have I completely lost it? No, there certainly is. And like I said earlier, I'm rusty. So like, Dude, I saw the, the best stocked line joke use ever. I was at a company Christmas party and this, this girl with, that we worked with brought her husband. Mm-hmm. And I saw, and this guy came in from our office from like Boston and they're from Ohio. I'm from Chicago and we all descend in this place. And this guy from Boston, it's just hilarious. And this uh, girl introduces her, her boyfriend. They're like engaged. She's like, this is my fiance, Rusty. And the Mark, Mark Flaherty, he had a big head. He goes, he, did. he stuck his hand out and was like, ever hear WD-40? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, think, I think maybe the guy said like, hey, I'm Rusty. Hi, I'm Rusty. And he's like, ever hear WD-40? Like not even missing a beat. That's the best dad joke there is. Solid dad joke. You are the first person outside of Mark Flaherty to tell that story. Like he tells <laughs> it every day, I'm sure. He and I said, ever heard of WD-40? <laughs> must have been waiting for that moment. You think afterwards he had to like give Rusty 20 bucks in the alley and be like, hey man, thanks for doing that. <laughs> so I'll say, I, was a, I was a big Mark, like look at this. Let's do our bit. Let's this thing. moron from Chicago is not going to get it. July 17th was a big day in 1941 when, um, I mean, there's no way to even give you this as a trivia question. I just thought this was an important thing in sports when uh, Joe DiMaggio's hit streak ended at 56 games. Wow. Uh, July, it was in 1941, huh? July well, 17th. started the previous season? For sure. So he was in Cleveland. Now I'm looking up the, uh, when it started. Oh yeah, that's the forty-one season. The one they talk about with uh, is that the same year that Ted Williams hit four hundred six. And it was for sure. So it was all forty-one. It was May fifteenth to July sixteenth, and then July seventeenth it ended. But I, part of me feels like that's the most exciting ticket of the season is the game he doesn't get a hit. Right? Oh man, total bummer though. If you're a kid or if you're a diehard fan you want to keep yeah but still for sure you want to see it advance but in hindsight also they're in cleveland or i think the in hindsight seeing the 56th game yeah but if you weren't at 56 the next best memory i think is being at the game it got snapped especially if you're a fan of the other team i maintain it was in <laughs> cleveland oh we maintain i do maintain i maintain <laughs> 67,468 people attended. So they were there to see a hit. But what's a better story? And you love it. They did it. This is like. What's a better like a glass story? Glass half full. I was at the 57th game of a 72 game hitting streak. Or I was at the game where it got snapped. Which is a better story? I guess it is. Yeah, it's a good story. It's a good story for sure. I mean, unless you're I mean, like, who now I'm curious, like how did they, who was pitching? Cleve. Okay. So it was against the Cleveland Indians. Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> I mean, think about that. 67,468 people in Cleveland stadium. That is the exact opposite of what major league taught us to expect from that team's attendance. Yeah. That's amazing. I bet Cleveland was good. Good then. So he start. do you know who he started it against? 
White Sox. Did you know that? Or is it just the only, I mean, it's the only guess, but did you know that already? <laughs> they came through it in the middle of May a lot because that's right around my birthday. And the Yankees, remember like Mickey Mantle was always doing stuff at Comiskey. It wasn't the White Sox, was it? It was the White Sox. I'm pretty confident your birthday's not in May. I, uh, on May 15th, 1941, he started with a single in an RBI against the White Sox. He broke the AL record of 41 games and then broke the major league record of 44 games. I mean, he's 12 games into history. Wee Willie Keeler. You got it, man. Do you know who the uh, AL record was? No. King George Sizzler. Oh, George Sizzler? Mm-hmm. I'm in a steakhouse after that guy. <laughs> I mean, imagine the writers having fun with that name and a hot streak. <laughs> Sizzler. Keep sizzling. So he went hitless in his first three at-bats against Cleveland pitchers Al Smith, who completely sounds like he's in the witness protection program. <laughs> yeah. And Jim Bagby Jr., that's going to oh, be a trivia question for anyone that list, says they listen to the podcast. I'm going to ask them, oh, yeah, who is our only guest? And they'll say Mike Singletary and Larry Gagby the third. What the hell is the guy's name? Jim Bagby the third. <laughs> they will say, hey, horsey, if they really know. Yes. Check this out, though. This is the most interesting piece of that. By not getting a hit in that game, he confided to a teammate that he had lost $10,000 in sponsorship from one company. I got this one. Amazing. Of course. Heinz Varieties. Did you know that? Or is it the right guess? I think I may have heard that before. I mean, of course. you You need to get 57 games. Yeah. And he it was 10 grand to be he would be featured on their label. Wow. Like if that didn't if that conversation didn't occur until the day after, does that have an impact on the greatest hitting streak in baseball history? Oh yeah. It's in your mind for sure, right? It's a jinx. Baseball's all about jinxes. I think that's a really interesting It's mental. So you're saying DiMaggio was weak? I'm not saying he was weak. I'm just saying it would happen to anyone. If I were Marilyn Monroe, if I were up there on a 68 game hitting streak, you know, (laughs) and and onlyfans.com was like, Hey, we're going to give you a hundred thousand dollars. If you get one more hit, I would feel it. That's pressure, man. (laughs) Right. And then a couple more things happened on July 17th, um, in 2009 in, uh, uh, possibly the most famous weatherman in U.S. history, or excuse me, possibly the most famous newscaster in U.S. history passed away. Walter Cronkite? 92 years old. Wow. It's a little secret. As a child who grew up in the suburbs who didn't really know much about newsmen, I used to confuse a Chicago staple named Walter Jacobson with Walter Cronkite. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. So whenever they talk about like Walter Cronkite's historic achievements in my mind, I would always picture local newsman, Walter Jacobson. Walter Jacobson was a, um, the partner of people not from Chicago. He was a partner of, um, Bill Curtis. Yeah. They're a tag team. (laughs) They're the, they were Kenny, uh, who was the tag team? Overman, Dan Patrick, Walter and Bill. 
Dude, July 17th is a boring as shit day when David Hasselhoff is your most famous birthday. I saw a birthday today actually come through my timeline. I'll turn some trivia on you. All right. On today, 716, Buffalo Day. <laughs> 716. I got a text from my Buffalo buddies today. That was not, by the way, in Ludacris's song about area codes. No, 716. He was not. Come on, Buffalo is one of my favorite towns, man. You think I'm just 716? You know, up to Bilo. So, yeah, the, um, this guy, I think, he has one of the uh, top five all time career batting averages in all of baseball. He was a um, had all time nickname too, one of the best best nicknames in all of baseball history. NL or AL? AL. What decade would you most associate him with? You got to give me a little something here. This guy was um, early 1900s. So Babe Ruth. He went out with like seven other dudes. <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson. I didn't realize they had one of the top five batting averages in Major League history. I made that up. Okay, good. No, I think he does. <laughs> I think that's what I, that's what I saw today when it said today is the birthday of his career batting average is like career batting average, like 356. That whole story is fascinating too. Like they were not found guilty in a court of law. It was like total shady trial. The whole thing was, you know, it's like when they were fixing everything, it was just this, com- the commissioner just laid down the law. Very Chicago, very back in the day. <laughs> yeah. A little known, you know, there's a lot totally. of, a lot of conflicting stories about the truth. A lot of winks and nods and mm-hmm. come on. So July 18th takes a dramatic turn because there are a lot of birthdays versus July 17th being mostly YouTubers and people over 90. Oh, yeah. Um, July 18th, first of all, a female rapper who was recently talked about on the show. Missy this, Elliott. This British rapper's song, Paper Planes, um, became... Nice. You got it. 44 years old. Wow. 44. Yeah. That's a, same age, me and MIA. It's a solid number too. Forty-four. Were you um, were you of the age where everyone had like a number for their pager code? No, I never knew. You didn't. <laughs> never had like a lot of pagers. Really, I was like going into freshman year. Pagers became popular, so we were too young for cell phones. It was ten bucks a month. It was easy, but everyone had like a two-digit code, which is oh, yeah. mind-boggling on its own. Because like I'd call you with my home phone number and then put my two-digit code after it to make sure you knew who it was calling you from this number. It's like, it's my house. It's my house. (laughs) Who else is going to call you from my house? You know, it's so dumb. But mine was always uh, 66 and a buddy of mine had 44. And that was always a, was a solid number. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, This billionaire who I've actually had the privilege of meeting once or twice. um, Once or twice. Yeah, like very. Which one is it? It's an amazing speaker. <laughs> I think it's twice. <laughs> it's definitely once. Is it a, like an Apple CEO? Is it Tim Cook? It's not. Uh, he's British. He um, is trying to send people into outer space. Elon. No. Musk. Nope. Um, Richard Branson. And it is. Really. Yeah, and this guy... You, you're like, well, I call him Dick Branson. 
I've, I've, I'm no virgin with him. Uh, I call him little once or twice. I call him little Missouri, but you call him whatever you want to. <laughs> little Missouri. That's a great HJ. <laughs> little Missouri is, uh, well, he'd be able to get a sponsorship from OnlyFans from my earlier bit that I now can't cut. He's turning 69 years old. He's going to be nervous about that sponsorship coming up. He's not going to be able to call his company Virgin anymore. <laughs> Isn't he a sir? He is. He was officially knighted. What do you have to do to get that again? Just be famous and have a British accent? It's like the, it's like the Twitter check mark. It really is. They hand them out like crazy now. I remember when... Um, Who's the guy that comes to mind for you? Uh, it, for me, it's Sir Paul McCartney. So um, I think I like Anthony Hopkins or Paul McCartney. Now they give them to everybody. I always forget about Hopkins. That's true, man. Someone saw Silence of the Lambs and was like, bring him in. That guy's a great actor. I, I would like to see him do something light, though. You know? Like Anthony Hopkins in Spaceballs? Well, like De Niro doing, stepping out and doing some comedy and... A lot of those guys step out a little bit and we'll do something funny, right? Show you some range. Pacino's done some. Yeah, show me yeah. some range, sir. It's so snotty, isn't it? The worst. Really? Sir. You ever have someone call you sir? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I was just out of college. I was selling forklift tires. And I just came in on like a scrapyard, tried to talk to this guy. I was like, how you doing, sir? He's like, don't call me sir. I work for a living. God damn it. I was like, sorry, sir. We want to talk about things our generation didn't really pick up. Is uh, having a stock line for when someone calls you sir or mister. Yeah. No, nah, that's my dad's name. <laughs> right. He called me Jim. I, I, I have to embrace it around my neighborhood. Mr. McGann. Do you get that a lot? Yeah, there are some kids that call me Pat. What'd you do like when your buddies came over there and I, during your play date? Would you, Mr. So-and-so was here? What do you do? I did. I, I would say that when I introduce you to, you know, Mr. Cosme, Mr. Franco. My friends always do that. And I get it because we're, you know, 40 ish, but right, I'm not right. like responsible enough to feel like anyone should call me Mr. I don't, my I'm kids call you Jim, but there have been times you're like, Mr. Flan like at first it was like Mr. Flanagan. And it's like, that's not gonna, yeah. that's not the move or Mr. Jim. Maybe it was, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been Mr. Flanagan. It's not you're like, listen, he's sleeping on our couch. He's Jim. You don't call me Mr. McGann. That's my dick's name. <laughs> Can't go around the neighborhood saying that. <laughs> That's Mike Leibovitz, correct? <laughs> it's Mike Leibovitz joke. That's a great joke. <laughs> Mr. Leibovitz, that's my dick. <laughs> Speaking of people with amazing hair, this guy does not have amazing hair. Uh, like Mike Leibovitz. I love hey. Mike Leibovitz. So funny. God, an action hero I never really got into turns 52 years old on July 18th. He's bald as most. Trying to picture all the ones are. you've gotten into. <laughs> it's like, it's not Superman. I know he was super into him. The Superman phase. Mm -hmm. Not Batman. Yeah. I know he was into Batman. So, wait, what was the year? Um, this guy was born, wow, 1968. This guy played the superhero? Not a comic book superhero, but he's like an action hero. Like a Jack Ryan? Yeah, but a balder version. Oh, yeah. What's uh, I never got into those. Is it the... Um... All right, well, now I want to think about the ones you got into. 
Not so easy on the other side of that joke, is it? It's funnier, actually. <laughs> it really Jason is. Statham. Not even close. No. Mm-mm. Like Born Identity stuff? Like that uh, kind of hero? Close. A uh, little closer. He played Triple X. That's probably the less famous of the two big ones. Can you hot dog Jefferson? I'm trying to hot dog Jefferson it right now. The first name is, um, let me think. That could take forever. <laughs> oh, up, unleaded. What? Oh, up, unleaded. Oh, up, unleaded. Oh, up. What's the catchphrase of the... Vino? <laughs> oh, I got you. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel it is. <laughs> oh, up, unleaded was the right hot dog Jefferson for the episode. I will not apologize for that. Oh, up, unleaded? It. I don't hate it. <laughs> How do you do Vin otherwise? Do you do, do you do <laughs> Savon? Yeah, what would you do for Vin? Uh, there's a couple other random birthdays. Uh, one of my favorite actresses, actually, one of the stars <laughs> of The Good Place. We're going to change the name of trivia to guess whose birthday it is. <laughs> there's not a lot going on this week, but there's one thing that I really want to talk about. All the history stuff this week was like, like Mein Kampf came out. Boy, that's hilarious. Oh, then you just do a deep dive on Hitler. Oh, okay. It'll bring out the funny. All right. This next guy wrote a book, and he was alive <laughs> in South America in 2006, <laughs> according to people who watch a TV show. Probably dead now. <laughs> to Hot Dog Jefferson, his first name is Juan Lundgren. <laughs> Adolf. One of my favorite Hitler jokes is Rocky Laporte. It's like, be careful what you name your kids. Like Hitler? If his name was Chip, no, that shit would have happened. People would be like, hey, you hear what Chip was talking about down at the... Yeah, that guy's crazy. Yeah, Chip with a little mustache. <laughs> he wants to be our leader. Oh, you actually remember the joke better than I do. It's such a good <laughs> joke. <laughs> Did you watch The Good Place? No, I tried watching it. Sarah and I both tried watching it together. We couldn't really get into it. So I think I saw the first maybe two episodes. Okay, then you know enough to know this actress who stars in the show is turning 39. Kristen Bell? You got it. Wife of Dax? That's a weird Shepherd. one. Dax is incredibly famous and doing fantastic and good for him. I'll tell you what, that girl is muy talented. She sings. She's the other uh, girl in Frozen. Do you know that? I did not it's, know that. It's Vizel uh, Vizazim and her. <laughs> it's the two of them. I had no idea that it was Kristen Bell and, and Giselle Vizazim. <laughs> she the is wickedly. wickedly. <laughs> One more birthday on July 18th. And uh, this guy was a world leader who passed away in 2013 at 95 years old. There is an effect named after him where people remember something that didn't really happen. What? This guy, you world leader. off the trail here. World leader, born in 1918, uh, died in 2013. This guy did amazing things for his people. Um, <laughs> it's a, like... No, it's not the Pope. 
2013, world leader. Was he a president of the United States? He was not. He's not American. Um, there's, a, there's a decent chance you thought he died in prison in the 1980s. Oh, Nelson Mandela. Absolutely. 95 years old, passed away in 2013. But the wow. Mandela effect is one of the craziest things in the world to me. Are you familiar with the whole concept? No. There is a good percentage of people who, in their mind, remember him dying in prison in the 1980s. Really? And there's a ton, there's like a, a, a whole subculture of things that didn't really happen that, as a culture, we generally remember them happening. Like what? What if you're like, like this conversation? <laughs> it's not even what? happening right now. This episode. The there's a there's a family of cartoon bears that every kid read their books growing up. The Berenstein Bears. How do you spell that? B e r e n s t a i n. You're the only person I've ever talked to about this that remembers it as Berenstein. Well, I'm cheating correct. because Sarah collected those. Okay. We read them actively to our kids, and I I was like I always thought it was Berenstein or Berenstein. That's what everyone thinks. It's Berenstein Bears. And it's yeah. not. It's Berenstein Bears. But it's something like That's that. That's the Mandela effect, huh? That's what they call it. It's something like that. Uh, what's the famous Darth Vader line? You know why you think that? It's Nelson Mandela's fault. <laughs> <laughs> what's the other one? The other example? Um, what's Darth Vader's famous line in The Empire Strikes Back? Luke, I am your father. But he doesn't say that. He doesn't say Luke. He just says, I am your father. He does. Mm-hmm. How is Looney Tunes spelled? Looney Tunes? Just the last word. Tunes. T-O-O-N-S. It is not. It's T-U-N-E-S. But everyone thinks that it's T-O-O-N-S. I outthought myself there. I love Looney Tunes. Mother Teresa? When did she become a saint? I don't know. You didn't tell me this. She wasn't a saint now. Mother Teresa, you thought she was nice, right? Total (laughs) bitch. That's the Mandela effect. You thought she was nice all the time. Waving. She was giving you the finger. (laughs) You look back at footage and she really is like, ooh. Mother Teresa, when did she become a saint? I mean, she was always a saint to me, bub. (laughs) But officially canonized, I don't know, a couple of years ago. 2016? 2016. Um, but well, I, yeah, because you didn't die till you find out the miracles. Don't you have to have two miracles? Remember Father Guido Sarducci? I do remember Father Guido <laughs> Sarducci. And this one guy, they make him a, they make him a saint. He didn't, have, he had two, two. He's like he had two miracles. I heard one of them was a card trick. <laughs> Oscar Mayer is spelled M A Y E R. Everyone thinks it's M E Y E R. I I knew it was M A. Uh, you are. I, mean, I don't want to be a know-it-all, but I did know that. <laughs> like everybody thinks this is Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm saying there is an effect based off of that that everyone <laughs> that there's a lot of people. I love who the example. Aren't as smart as you. There's another like isn't uh, the Godfather one? There's a lot of quotes that are misrepresented when they're like repeated all the time, and that is all Nelson Mandela's fault too. You're saying. I'm not saying any of it's his fault. 
but there is a real commonality of uh, of things that people and some of them seem bullshit to me too. So I understand your skepticism right now because like one of them is a lot of people think the peanut butter was called Jiffy, not Jif. It's like it's always been Jif. Oh yeah. So I understand like when you don't see the other side, how ridiculous it is. No, for sure though. I I I fallen for those. People thought the Fruit of the Loom logo had a cornucopia behind it. But it never did. But they how, how are you immune to the Mandela effect? This is this is the worst part. I don't think I am immune to it. Like all of these things, you're like, yeah, I knew that. Not all of them, no. I spelled Looney Tunes T-O-O-N-S. What color are C-3PO's legs? C-3PO's legs? Black. They got the wires in the knees, right? Silver? One's gold, one's silver. One's gold, right. one's silver. We've run the course of the Mandela effect. All right, yeah, let's wrap it up. We should wrap it up. I do want to say thank you to a bunch of people who have uh, left us reviews since we last talked about them. I also want to give a big shout out to a friend of ours. I think I can say that at this point. Uh, Paula. Yeah. Who was at a friend's house and saw the Wright Brothers biography. And no uh, took a picture and sent it to me and busted out laughing. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Was it, was it the exact same one that you had been reading? It was. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, God. What a boring life that person's in for if that's a book that they're <laughs> reading. They're getting down on the Wright Brothers history. That's great. Can't wait to you learn Thank about you, the, letters they, the letters they wrote the Smithsonian. Yeah, Paul is the best. So let's get to the most recent reviews. We've had a, uh, we've had a bunch. Mike Will. Uh, uh, love the trivia. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate you listening very much. Um, ha, yeah, thank you for the review. Appreciate always. It. Ha, six eight nine five six zero three. I love the podcast. You're keeping me positive and laughing. I can listen while grocery shopping. And the mask hides me laughing by myself. That is a weird thing about masks. <laughs> First of all, thank you for the great review. Um, but nice totally. One. I'll be in a store and I'll be like laughing or smiling or something. And it's like they have no idea. You listen to a lot of stuff when you're out and about? I do. I, uh, I forget that I have headphones in, and that's an, that's an embarrassing moment when you ask someone to repeat themselves, and then you have to take something out of your ears and go, oh, I've been the asshole the whole time? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's do you listen? Not much. I do when I'm, like, really traveling, but not when I'm, like, running stuff around here. Yeah, home a lot on the, more? On the road, I do. Yeah. For sure. Hey, I don't know when the road is happening, but I want to say one thing real quick. I know... Uh, we haven't talked about it a ton, but we are 11 days away from your special being dropped. And I couldn't be more excited. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to start uh, probably like at the seven day countdown, start really pushing it on the socials and trying to do some press. I think we're going to do, um, I'm going to do the Today Show with Sebastian. We're going to get, what? get to do that. Yeah. That's huge. From, Congratulations. Uh, that should be cool. Yeah. And then, few other things and doing some local press gotta get the word out my boy's gonna be all over the place yeah right i love it yeah awesome, i gotta do man. a bunch of radio stuff and it'll be good well it's well deserved and need some stuff to do every single person who's listening i hope you go out i hope you check out the special um several people have reached out and said that they can't wait to check it out and i'm in the same boat uh it's gonna be a lot of fun thanks man i appreciate it looking forward to it we hope everyone has a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll see you at the beginning next week. You too, Jimmy, man. Have a great weekend. 
Thanks everybody for listening. See you next week.